You're listening to The Esoterics Podcast, hosted by Joe Figueres and Fioralise Franco. Everyday tips to develop your clear audience, which is clear hearing. Um, it's pretty much the most popular, um, widely coveted ability out there. Wouldn't you think people are like, I want to be able to hear my guides? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And then also with that episode we did when we talked about the ringing, your ears and stuff. This is a this is perfect information. I need I need to know this. Yeah, and it's practical everyday tips. It's not like you have to sit down and do exercises. These are things um, that you actually do throughout your day that that help you develop clear audiently. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. nice, nice. Yeah. What what's going on with you? What'd you do? Anything fun since the last time we so, talked? So yeah, we so we had Cinco de Mayo on Friday. Yeah. That was kind of a it. It, it was going to be a bust, but thanks to Yelp, I found a good taco place and we went, it wasn't too, it wasn't super busy and yeah, they had excellent tacos. Yeah. You're the queen of Yelp. And honestly, because of that, I am now a huge Yelp fan. I mean, it never leads, <laughs> leads me astray. It's just, it's dependable. Um, yeah. So we did that on Friday <laughs> and then Saturday night we went to go see the new Guardians of the Galaxy. Good stuff. Uh, okay, so there's a couple of things. So one, I do have a problem with Chris Pratt and his politics. His politics. He's a d- douchebag politics, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this movie was a lot less, a- was not really about him. No? Um, there was obviously some parts about him, but it was mostly about Rocket the raccoon. <gasps> I was not prepared <laughs> For the amount of, even though I know they're CGI animals and they're technically not real animals and warning for kind of spoilers, I guess, maybe skip over like 30, a minute, whatever. There's so much like animal cruelty in this fucking movie. Like I just, I I was crying in parts that were not meant to be crying because I was like that poor bunny. Like they, it was horrible. They like. Uh, I can't. I won't even describe it to you, but it's awful. Like the the things that they did to these animals. Like let's just say that Rocket got like the the best option of what could have possibly happened to him because there was some the his other animals, his cellmates, basically. Um, yeah, those poor those poor babies. It was so sad. Who who does this? Who who takes? our empathic sensibilities and shits them out like that. I can't, I couldn't. And then, okay. And full disclosure, I did have like an edible. Uh, well, that was going to be my next question. How high were you? <laughs> so that was part of it. That did not help. But then there's also another part, not, not a spoiler here, um, where this whole planet thing is like made out of something that looks like organs or skin. 
and it was the grossest fucking thing. It was really creeping me out. I was just not prepared for the fucking roller coaster of emotions that I was going to have with this movie. Like I went from sad to grossed out to being kind of annoyed because there's this one character in the movie. I, I don't even remember what he's the golden guy where I was like, why is this guy even here? He doesn't even like add anything to this movie. My theory is he's probably a principal character in like the comic book. So they felt like they have to include him. But I was like, he didn't add anything to the story. Like he could have just not been there and it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Still a kick-ass soundtrack. Okay. Like, good, good. Right. As always, like all Guardians of the Galaxy right. movies, like that is best what music. they do best. Yeah. The best music. Yeah. So still kept on hard with that. Um, and yeah, I was crying like 50% of the movie. Okay. So do I recommend it? Depends if you're sensitive to seeing like animals, even if there's CGI animals being tortured, mm-hmm. I would say you probably should skip okay. it. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, well, thank you, Roger Ebert, because honestly, <laughs> stuff like, like I'll wait till it comes out on some streaming service in order to snag mm-hmm. it up. Um, you know, um, the only movie that I felt compelled to go to was John Wick and four. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I oh, was, yeah. how was it? Well, right. I was so excited and it was like, yeah. you know, just like two miles away at the theater. And then I had to put it off because something else came up. And then when I went back to go like four days later, it was, it was done. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God. So then I had to go like oh. 20 miles away, not that far, but in traveling from North <laughs> yeah. Portland to Portland, I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. So I'm just going to wait for it to come out on streaming service. Oh, okay. uh, and the other thing is, is that I watched a preview of it and all it was, was kill, murder, kill, fight, kick, fight. And I'm like, look, I love John Wick. I don't understand why anybody fucks with him because he will fuck you up. And it's all about dying and, and being beaten in awful ways. But I want, I also want the story. Right? How does he wrap yeah. this whole thing up? So, yes. so anyway, so I'm like, oh, I'm gonna just wait, you know, because of course, movie tickets here in Portland are like forty bucks. They're not that much, but you know, <sighs> yeah, um, that's a lot, and uh, you got to wrap up the story properly. So, and I want the story. We just, I, and yeah, and I want the story. So I just watched. I I'm pretty sure it was the last episode of Miss Maisel. Yeah. And I won't, I won't spoil that for anyone because mm-hmm. if you haven't watched that show, you have to watch it. It is phenomenal. Just everything from the writing, which obviously it's, that's like the principal part of the show, but the costumes, the the storylines, like everything. And they, I felt that they wrapped it up beautifully because they just focused on what was the importance of the show, which was essentially the the relationship between Maisel and her manager. Um, uh, another woman so it's a friendship between two women and how that changes and evolves and all this stuff and so that's like really when it comes down to it's the that's the principal relationship of the the whole story and they did a really i thought like they did a really good job with it nice good i i love that good good recommendations um i got a recommendation to watch succession so i just started it i'm in like um three or four episodes in in season two and wow is it good and it's all about um you know this media mogul family you know that sort of mirrors the murdochs you know um and yeah it's it's good it is a good good series i'm like damn i didn't think i i wasn't expecting to like it this much Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. so um yeah, there's four seasons. I get to binge three plus okay. six episodes, and then I'm going to have to wait for the last five because they're going to wrap it up after the fourth season. So I have to wait every week for the last five, but that's not bad. Mm, yeah. 
And I like when a show gives you a warning of this is the last season. Yeah. Uh, like we're in the middle of watching Barry right now and we're on that last you know. season. Right. And I know. And I, and it's good because it's it's wrapping things right. up. It's, it's just nothing sadder when you're in the middle yep. of a show and it gets canceled. Yes. It's like there's no closure. No, it's awful. They did that with like Drop Dead Diva uh, from Lifetime, and they did it. There's so many that they did that with. Yeah, um, yeah. They just, I just watched the series finale of A Million Little Things um, on ABC, mm-hmm. and people were like, oh, I'm not going to watch it because it's like an ABC version of This Is Us. I didn't watch This Is Us. I don't care about This Is Us, but A Million Little Things was mm-hmm. one of the most amazing shows that I have ever watched. It was only four seasons. And at the end, they wrapped it up really nicely. But, you know, like my favorite character on the show um, did pass away, which is kind of a bummer. But uh, yeah. uh, anyway, so, yeah. Um, yeah, closure. I need closure. I need closure. So yeah. that's, that's, yeah, that's key. So I had a Lenormand card reading um, this weekend with, um, Deanne, who is a member of our community. Um, she had just mentioned it in the comments and I was like, I want one, you want to trade? So we're going to trade a reading. I'm going to give her an Akashic reading actually after we tape record this today. Um, and so here's the cool thing. So I didn't even know what Lenormand was. I'm like, what the hell is that? Um, similar to tarot, Lenormand is, it uses cards, but they're placed in this sort of grid layout and you read both vertically and horizontally horizontally. Um, And the cool part is that each card brings clarity or details to the others around it. So um, the meaning that goes horizontally, it was like a nine card spread, three three cards on top in the middle and on the bottom. So uh, like the middle column horizontally reads different than the middle column vertically, but but they all interpret each other. Um, so it was just really something cool and something new and it was really spot the fuck on. Like it, she, she, she gave me a good reading spot on and I'm not going to talk about the topic, but you, my yeah. friend are probably already know the topic, but I went into the reading. I'm like, I don't even want to know. I'm not going to ask about that topic because yeah. I always ask about that topic. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm like, just, I just want to talk about, you know, anything. Tell me what it is I need to Whatever. Know. Yeah. Whatever comes and up. And yeah. it was all about that topic. So I'm like, all right. Oh, no. yeah, all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's, she's lovely and she's fun. So, um, book with her. Um, I will drop, um, her contact info and, um, include it in the show notes. Um, when the episode drops later this week, I want to just verify what, you know, what she wants, how she wants me to, how she wants that to look like. Mm. Um, yeah. So it was good. It was fun. That sounds interesting. I'd be interested in trying a reading. Like uh, that. Right. See, so yeah, I just think it's cool the way that, you know, different people can, I don't know, just use their gifts, right? Uh, the people that read uh, coffee grounds or, um, <laughs> you know, or tea leaves or eggs. And, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Egg yolks. Oh, so, actually, eggs. Thanks for mentioning mm-hmm. that. So the other day, my my oldest, my stepdaughter comes home and she's like, Vio, I think I'm cursed. And I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, oh my God. She's like, I got scammed. And like all these things have been happening to her. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you probably just picked up a lot of bad energy from your mom's house because there's a lot of volatility going on at her mom's. Like, 
Yeah, you told me all about that. As as per usual. So I'm like, let's I'll give you an egg cleanse. But of course, Sophia steps in. (laughs) Doesn't let me do it. And next thing you know, she's coming into my room holding a cup with an egg in it. She's like, can you read this for us? And I'm like, what did you do? What happened? What did you do? And I'm like, well, first of all, she she used a fucking regular cup from the cup. <gasps> oh, now like, you can't use just, it anymore. Now I have to toss it. And so, you know, error number one. And then I'm two. I'm like, who who passed the egg on her? Was it you or did she do it on herself? She's like, it was me. I'm like, did you protect yourself? Did you do anything? Like, did you do anything for yourself? No, I didn't know I was supposed to. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, what? what? She's like, I just watched somebody on TikTok do it. I'm like. I was so I was so annoyed. And she has the greatest resource she could ever have in the house at the same time. And instead, she's going to go on the talk. No, because she's on fucking TikTok. It's the same reason why even though I told I tell her, let me dye your hair because I can see the back of your head. She insists on doing it herself because she's impulsive. Yes, she is. She's that five energy. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. 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 I'm a leader. I'll Which- figure it out. Yeah, which you know is uh, okay. So what? Ma- so what happened with Anissa's egg and the reading and all that stuff? She didn't have like I didn't see like evil eye there. There was a few like strings coming from it, so it, that just shows that there are some like uh like energetic cords that are still attached. Yeah. Um, she had like three, but but at the end of the day, like reading the egg isn't as important as like just the act of doing the egg and doing the cleansing, like. Mm-hmm. Doing reading the egg is is an is an extra added thing, um, which you can do. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying if you don't know how to do it, it doesn't affect the effectiveness of the cleansing. Right. um, And honestly, like you said, it's probably just the energy that she's in. She's her etheric field is in a really negative situation by negative with negative people. And so she's, Mm -hmm. she's constantly trying to neutralize that, right. Her energetic field is like fighting it. And so it's lowering, um, you know, and so she's always in this sort of negative mindset, which is then of attracts like attracts like, and then there you go. Poor, oh, poor mama. She needs, just needs to come and live with you guys like full time. I don't even understand. I know. I know. Except when I come to visit so I can have her room. (laughs) <laughs> she just feels bad because of her little brother. Oh, how old is he? He's three. Okay. He's a baby. I know, but she can't, I mean, she can't, she's not his mom. She can't be there I all know. the time. Poor baby girl. Maybe she could, maybe she, no, all right, well. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what do you say? I mean, I have lots of things I to know. say, but I just won't say them. Poor baby. <laughs> yeah, I know. We just try to support her as much as we can. Like, because uh, what else can we do, right? Right, I, mean, I know. People are stupid. Yeah. Um, what, do you have any events this week or next week or soon? I do. So I had to move up my cacao ceremony because we had some uh, scheduling conflicts with the venue. Oh. So, um, yeah, so the cacao circle is now moved up to Sunday the 21st. Same time. Uh, all the details for that are on my website, furelease.com slash events. 
Uh, I still haven't worked out the exact details of like the guided meditation that I'm going to do, but I'm feeling pulled towards doing something regarding abundance and prosperity. Nice. Very nice. Which, which actually ties in well with, um, you know, the energy that we're in right now, because as soon as everything goes, well, I don't say everything, but as soon as Mercury goes retrograde, um, and that'll be right in the midst of that, you know, kind of in the middle of that shadow period. Um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be really good. So. Yeah. And then also, When um, I learned more about about cacao recently when I did that decolonizing cacao, the Aztecs actually used cacao as currency. So I just feel like it it kind of all ties in together. Very cool. Very, very cool. Um, that is the 521. That's the same day as my um, opening and working in your Akashic Records course. Um, it's a workshop. It's like a three hour workshop. So it's from noon till three, actually it's nine to noon, my time, but EST, um, Eastern standard time. It's like noon till three. The reason it's three hours is because we're going to go into intuitive development, um, which is really important and critical. It's absolutely critical to, um, um, learning how to work in your Akashic records. So, um, the whole package is 117 bucks. And it includes two additional 90-minute virtual practice Q&A sessions. So we're going to meet on Wednesday the 31st at 3 p.m. PST and then Sunday, June 11th at 10 a.m. PST. So they'll both be recorded if you can't make them, but it's going to give people the opportunity to come at week a little bit after and say, okay, I've been working with it for a week. Um, These are my questions. What do I do? How do I refine? These are my results, you know. I've had great yes, result, yes. bad result, blah, blah, um, to the class. When you register, um, go out and make sure that you have a tarot and or Oracle deck. If you don't have one, go buy one, um, um, or borrow one or have one gifted to you or something. Um, mm-hmm. you're going to want to bring a journal or a device for taking notes. Um, like, uh, and also bring a palm sized crystal that you're intuitively guided to. Um, this is going to be your Akashic crystal. Um, so trust your intuition. So whenever I open an Akashic record or I need to focus my energy, I always use my Herkimer diamond and this is my Akashic crystal. And this crystal came to me in a meditation. So I used my intuition and I found a Herkimer. Um, and then also when I can't find this, which it's rare, but sometimes I can't find it. Then I use the Herkimer (laughs) that you gifted me. Yes. So yeah. Herkimer yeah. is my stone. Um, let's see. So anyway, uh, May 21st, um, joefigueras.com. It's under events, um, 117 bucks and you get a lot. Um, and then you'll learn how to open up and work in your Akashic record. And then you guys, honestly, it's going to open everything up for you. Yeah, it's a steal, you guys, too, at that price. It, it really is. It really is. I, there are there are other courses out there um, that are less. So if you're like, no, I'm not going to do that, then, you know, please um, be my guest and search the Google or whatever for other courses. Um, but there, there's books you can buy, yep. too. Um, yeah, uh, I just think that there's a lot of power in meeting in a group um, and setting that intention together. 
there's something I don't know what it is that group consciousness that just kind of sparks yeah. things elevates your abilities and my style is more practical it's more logical yes. and there's not a bunch of you know woo nonsense in it um, and you get those you get another three hours of you know support and then it comes with a workbook with exercises and tips and links and all that stuff so it's 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 a really great um price and a lot of information. So speaking of that, someone asked me the following question and I wanted to answer it um, in case anybody had the same question. So the question they basically said is, I'm interested in taking your Akashic Record workshop, but I'm just a little worried that I don't have strong enough intuitive abilities um, for it to be helpful. Um, you know, oh. if somebody isn't particularly intuitive, are they still able to access these records in a practical way? Um, and my answer is absolutely. Um, I teach you to open your Akashic record by working with your natural intuition, which everybody has. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. It, it is such a great question. So, and then I also teach you to further develop your intuitive abilities in the Akashic record. So this isn't going to be something that you're going to take. It's going to you're going to continue to learn more and more and more. Um, we'll start out with identifying your strongest clear ability, you know, um, based on your learning style. So this isn't something that you're going to be like, I don't know what that is. Well, let's mm -hmm. talk about how you learn. Are you an audience learner, a visual learner? Yeah. Um, I'll then give you exercises and practices to strengthen it even more as you open and work in your record. Um, so teaching an element of intuitive development is critical in this workshop and, um, it's all included. So, um, yeah, definitely, um, you're a great match for this workshop if you don't consider yourself to be intuitive. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Let's see. The only other thing that I have is that, um, I'm reading at Celestial Awakenings in Portland in the Montevilla. Um, neighborhood, um, the second Tuesday of every month. Um, I'm reading at Psychic Sister in um, the Alberta Arts District. I read twice a month. Um, you can go on their website um, to find those dates. And then I'm also, I just booked two more dates at New Renaissance uh, Bookstore on 23rd um, at the end of May and the beginning of June. So if you're in the Portland, Vancouver area and you want to see me in person, you can book me at one of those venues. Um, of course, you can always book me virtually from anywhere in the world uh, via my website. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So we're ready to talk about today's topic. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, <clears throat> so I am going to start this episode off with a little bit of a rant. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to go all Alex Jones angry on you, um, but I just have to put it out there that I hate, 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 hate being interrupted by people who have no self-awareness and never apologize for it. It's probably my biggest pet peeve and it legit pisses me off. And listen, mm. I'm not talking about the person who does it occasionally and follows up with, you know, I'm sorry to have interrupted you. We all do that. We all mm -hmm. do that. Um, it's it's not even an annoyance. It, it doesn't even register. Yeah. Dude, I'm talking about the person who does it constantly. <laughs> Whose attention is everywhere. Everywhere but on you while you're answering a question that they just asked you. Yeah, it's like they never even care it, it, what your answer is or listening to you in the first place. I wonder where that comes from. I feel like it's like a lack of social skills. I, right. 
Um, and this is also the person who will have like a side conversation with some other person that's with you about stupid shit. You know what I mean? That doesn't have anything to do with the question they just asked you and you're not able to answer. Um, so yeah, but you're right. It's, it's, this person is not present and instead of look, you know, they're looking around the room while you're answering, you're talking to them, you know, or they interrupt you mid goddamn stream by talking over you. You know who these people are. Yes. <laughs> so, you know what? Let me ask you, what are your involuntary tells when you're pissed? Oh, my face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any other? Any other? Um, I, I mean, I, this is just from what I know what I've been told from other people. Like I, and I know that, I know that my face is like the giveaway. Yeah. Like it's just a number one thing. Like people are like, oh, like I'm mad. <laughs> I could tell you were mad. Like I looked at you and I could tell you were mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I get quiet. Do you? I'll, 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 I'll get quiet. Like if I'm, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And I think that's and then if in it but if I feel like it requires me to say something then then yeah then it'll be some snarky comment mm -hmm. that's pretty loud <laughs> so that this person could hear me so the face and then you're quiet and then you'll make a snarky comment and then it's like, depends on yeah it de and it de obviously depends on the situation but yes yeah that's generally how it goes yeah mine is my face as well I do not hold um, I, I don't have a poker face at all, yeah. um, but I have this involuntary thing that I do and I don't, and it's involuntary. So I, I don't realize that I'm doing it until it's out already and I will yeah. make a noise. I'll be like, <clears throat> or I'll be like, oh. mostly it's that like I verbally, if somebody's pissing me off or they interrupt me, I'll be like, <clears throat> but then I'm like, well, yeah. that's what you yes. fucking get. Now, you know, I'm pissed. <laughs> Um, anyway, so uh, so back to this whole thing. So I've seen the memes. You've seen them. We've all seen them that excuse socially awkward interrupters, okay, with this justification that they're so excited to say what's on their mind that they just can't help it because interruptions just burst out of their mouth. Sure, maybe, but it's not someone, that's not someone who does it all the time. Yeah thank you right okay but also fuck that meme no that meme justifies <laughs> self-awareness bypassing and it excuses shit communication and listening skills i and i'm yeah. not talking about what you're talking i'm not talking about people on the spectrum those are the people uh, well those are i guess those would be two different or, or like yeah neurodivergent which i think i'm definitely on that spectrum yeah right right so i'm not talking about those people and i can't even say you know who you are you can't even say that because these people don't know which makes it even worse right 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 so there is a niche but they are out there and now granted their their stuff is based in triggers and wounding I, look i get it because my being triggered by these people and legitimately triggered is also my wounding and we'll i'll talk about that in a minute like why Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right but but the whole point is that interrupting is fucking rude i told you it was going to be a rant <laughs> <laughs> and and it sends the message that what one person has to say is more important than understanding what the other person is trying to communicate right yeah. these people are simply hearing you but they're not listening to you until they're hearing you until they can break in but they're not listening to you yeah they're waiting to respond yes so you might be thinking, but Joe, shouldn't we have compassion and grace for the clueless? 
And granted, I have a Leo moon, so I'm not actually wired to be down with people like that. They get approximately two chances before we're done professionally and socially for good. I'm not kidding. Like I am so not empathetic with that. I'm like, no, we're done. In that way. Yeah, we're we're out. We're out. Um, Okay, but here's the thing. I also can't blame anyone but myself if I continue to interact with them with the expectation that my boundaries are going to be respected. That's on me. Yeah, 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 I know. Okay, so to wrap this rant up, um, hear me out and let me explain why I hate being interrupted so much. And this is what ties into today's topic. Okay. So over the years, I have put a lot of work into listening to what others are saying um, and then connect to them energetically. Um, As a child, I was not shown or taught how to do that. And it seriously impacted my relationships, all of my relationships, all the way up through adulthood in a really negative way. My mother is not a listener at all. Her go-to response whenever I was upset as a child, as a teen, and even as a young adult, and then as an adult was stop being hysterical and go away. Literally, that's, that was her, her go-to. And this message this sent the message that what I was saying wasn't valuable or worthy of understanding. Mm -hmm. So there's my trigger. Um, You know, but once I realize this as an adult, well then, you know what, it comes, becomes our responsibility to fix it and learn things in a new way. Yeah. It's that saying of your healings, your wounds may not be your fault, but your healing is your responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great quote. That's a great quote. And again, that ties it back to, you know, it's on me if I continue to let these these people in my life and then have the same expectation. I mean, I can still have drinks or whatever with an interrupter, but if I go in expecting them to listen to what I'm saying when they ask me a question, then I'm just going to be let down. You know, yeah. but why the fuck I'd have drinks with them? Is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right, so... Um, let's see. Um, okay. So enter my career as an intuitive reader. Okay. Yes. The most critical aspect of my job is to listen, um, to listen, to understand, to listen, to interpret both spoken and energetically communicated information. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just for some examples, um, I listen to my client to learn their goals and aspirations and to learn what emotions and circumstances they're challenged by. Why did you book this reading? What are you here today? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I listen to my spirit guides in order to translate their guidance for my client. I listen to loved ones who've crossed over in order to deliver mediumistic, mediumistic messages of love. Yeah. I listen to my higher self to hear how I can best with work, how I can best work with someone, or when I ask my higher self how to master any given life circumstances on my own personal journey, I listen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, another thing that's really important is that I listen for the presence of ego, and I don't always get it right. Um, we none of us do, but you know. Now, why? Because when you listen for ego. It's going to stop you from going into judgment or personal interpretation during a reading um, because that's a very real thing that some readers are just not aware of. Yeah. I will say that many of the readers that I um, trade with are on point when it comes to integrity. I don't experience it 
um, on the regular. Once in a while, I'll experience a reader projecting onto me, and then I'm like, um, <laughs> you know, you know, like the one that told me I had to stop um, smoking pot. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. Girl. <laughs> it's Girl. not like I'm a burnout or a, well, a burnout. That was a '90s, <laughs> such an '80s, '90s term. Um, it's just you know, plant meds. I use plant medicines. I use them in, intentionally, and I use them um, recreationally, very um, infrequently. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. And then the last one is, um, I listen with my clairsentient abilities to feel any shifts taking place within an energetic exchange between me and somebody else. It's, you know, calling read the room, reading the room. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, I am listening all the time for every nuance in every word, in every moment. And when I'm reading you or we're working together, I give you my undivided attention and energy. Yeah. So anyway, that's my dislike of being interrupted as well as being a trigger, but it's also based in being a channel. Now this is why. Okay. And if you're, if you're a channel, you can totally relate to this. Maybe not in the exact same way, but you'll be like, ah, yeah. So I don't have a lot of rules regarding my readings, um, you know, mm-hmm. ask questions, all that stuff. They're very fun and mm-hmm. loosey goosey, but I do have one rule and it's like, if I'm talking, it means information is coming into me and I'm channeling it and interpreting it for you. Yeah. That's a lot of energy that's flowing through me a ton. So to be interrupted literally feels like getting hit by a Mack truck. It, it's like, Bam. And then I feel all discombobulated. It feels like literally a part of my consciousness has been ripped away. And then I just need to, it's like, wait, what, what just happened? Like you just got hit by a truck. Right. And then I have to wait for her to reconnect to me. Um, you know, so I have to like center again, push the, push the energy out from the person who's you know talking and they don't do it on purpose. They, they're not like jerks or anything. It's just people, you know, I'll say something and then they're like, oh yeah, you know, that happened the other day or they want to validate what I'm saying. It's yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so anyway, so if you channel, you know, um, it's like when you lose Wi-Fi and you have to reconnect and then have difficulty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember when you did my reading and you went into channel and you had prepped me though and told me like, just during this part, I just need you to be quiet so that I can, you know, finish the, finish the message. And so I did. And, and yeah, and I, and I, that was easy. You to did do. it beautifully. And I don't, I always, I don't always know how to say, you know, be quiet, you know, but that's yeah, really yeah. what my Capricorn wants to say. Like, don't talk, just be quiet. Don't talk. <laughs> we're here. We're here for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so the whole point of this is you combine all of those things um, being interrupted and not listened to simply triggers my inner child wounding and then it jacks up my energy. So I needed to preface everything um, so you so people can understand, not me personally, but there's reasons behind our triggers and our wounding. Right. And they're legit. Absolutely. They're not stupid. No. Okay. So now let's get to the real topic of this episode post rant. Uh, Claire audience hearing and the practice of honing your listening skills in everyday situations in order to strengthen this most coveted intuitive ability of Claire audience. Nice. Okay. 
Um, okay, so uh, let's see. A couple things. So like I said earlier, most everybody with intuitive abilities wants to be clairaudient in order to develop the skills of mediumship and channeling. Um, wh- why do you, what do you, like, what did you want that for? What do you, what is the thing that you use it for? I felt like the, I'm, I, first of all, I just thought it was cool. Right. <laughs> Bottom line. <laughs> like just being completely honest. Uh, I just always thought it was cool. Um, to just understanding or for really for validation of when I feel like I know something or whatever to get that validation in some other way. Yeah. How do your, how do your um, Claire audience messages come through? I have just the, the beeps or the, like it's the, what is it called? The downloads. Yeah. The downloads that come, that come through. Um, I also will get like, it sounds like when someone tap, I'm not going to do it, but when someone like taps a microphone yeah. and it goes pop, 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 like that. Oh, yeah. Shut up. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It hurts sometimes. So. Do you hear, um, do you hear words, phrases? Like, do you, do you hear communication, like conversational communication with your inner hearing? No, I don't hear like hear actually hear. No. Mm-mm. Do you hear it in your own thoughts or words? Like yes. phrases. Okay. So that's what yeah. it is. Like, I think people think that Claire audience is you're hearing, um, you know, a voice of like Jesus, right? Like that stupid Moses yes. movie, <laughs> Jesus, you know, yeah. come over the mountain or whatever the hell you're saying. Yes. That's not how it is. Like you hear it in your own thought. You hear it in your own voice and your own thought. These words just pop in. You know, for me, they just sort of, it's like they, you know, how the term sliding into someone's DMs. Yes. For me, the phrases slide into my, my, my right ear, um, into Mm -hmm. my brain and then they come out my mouth. Yeah. 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 So, um, it's hard for me to like discern like whether I'm hearing it or if I'm thinking it. That's why clear audience is so hard for some people. Um, but hearing it, thinking it, if it's inside your head, it's a clear audience thought or ability. And we're going to talk about okay. the difference between, um, uh, well, maybe we won't, I forgot. Cause I'm also doing, I'm also writing the, the workbook for the Akashic class. And so I might be getting oh, yes. <laughs> my brain stuff mixed up. All right. So, um, Claire audience is also linked to the throat chakra. So if you can listen clearly, chances are you're able to speak clearly. Yeah. Okay. All right. So basically at the most basic level, clear audience is developed by listening to ourselves and then trusting the messages. And that's where people struggle, right? Yes. Okay. So how do you know when you're accessing this ability, right? For reason, I just talked about like how we ex- access it, but how do you know? Because sometimes people can feel it coming from their inner ear, but it can also appear as a thought, right? Like we just said. Yes. Yes. So then I would ask you, um, do you hear voices when you fall asleep or as you fall asleep? I don't know. Um, I've, I have heard it before. Yes. And that was like one time that I can like honestly remember it in my life. Um, there might be a couple other times yep. before that, but I wasn't like super open to it. But yeah, it was, yeah, uh, yeah. I had that voice. I was like, oh, what did it say? Um, oh, you're not ready for that? Oh, I was like, shut up. 
I heard my name. I don't hear it anymore because now when I first wake up, my guides, I don't know what they're thinking, um, but they <laughs> send me the most profound phrases and visions. And then I forget them like three seconds later. So it's not really doing me any good. But when I would, when I was first starting or when I was a little girl, I would hear clapping uh, right in my ear. And then I would uh, also hear Joanna. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was rude, honestly, the clapping and the joining. Because it wasn't like <laughs> Joanna, right? Joanna. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I have heard when my dad, right after my dad had passed, um, I heard him whistling. I heard him knock on the door, like knock on the glass. Yeah. So like so yeah, with him, like obviously his his signs are gonna be a lot stronger. Yeah, I mean, they're, they really are. It's very unique. And spirit, I always say this, but they take the path of least resistance to get your attention. So maybe you hear voices yeah. as you fall asleep. And you you can, you can you don't have to hear them all the time in order for you to experience mm-hmm. these, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you hear um, when you say, you'll, you'll notice that I do this a lot. I'll say when I'm talking or when I'm listening, I'll say I hear or what I'm hearing is you say, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Um, oh, getting a song stuck in your head yeah sam does this a lot sam the psychic yes. she says she that's how she gets like a lot of messages i yes. think from her guides is songs yes. they'll send her songs yes i i will think in songs all the time um mm. they'll pop up very clever actually very witty um and i know that that's my guide adam huh um, when you hear your name being called as you fall asleep, that's one we talked about, um, hearing that light buzzing or ringing in your ears downloads, that's clear audience. You're hearing it. So think about how you're hearing it. You are hearing it externally, but are you? Because nobody else can hear it. <laughs> right? Right, right. So that's how yeah. clear audience comes through. And then the other thing that's really, um, you know, how you might experience clear audience and not know is um, calming sounds of nature, being very comforted by sounds. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. that's that's interesting because, yeah, a lot of people say mm-hmm. that, you know, that they love sitting out in nature, mm-hmm. listening to the birds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I hear water like a river, oh, it just calms me. Um, and the other thing is to um, songs like some vocals, mostly Chris Cornell. Um, honestly, I can just get lost in his voice and it just takes me someplace else. It's, it's just the craziest thing. Like my entire body will react to every note. Um, it's like my body is, my cells are singing along with him. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, he's a fucking angel for sure. Okay. So according to Webster's hearing, hearing is defined as the process function or power of perceiving a sound, perceiving the babbling brook, perceiving the beauty of the notes of Chris Cornell. But on the other hand, listening is defined as to hear something with thoughtful attention. Okay. 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 So there's a diff. Hearing is the process of perceiving, mm-hmm. listening is to hear with thoughtful attention. So you're perceiving, but you're doing so with this thoughtful attention or intention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you listen, you're sincerely trying to internalize and understand what you're hearing. Right. This requires you to be fully connected to the exchange. Okay, you're not fucking 
talking to other people and your eyes are not going everywhere, but on the person that you're talking to. That is listening. Here's something to quote. The level at which we listen directly depends on how much we value the person speaking or the topic they are speaking on. Uh, I'm going to say that again. (laughs) The level at which we listen directly depends on how much we value the person speaking or the topic that they are speaking about. Yes. So the more that I value and enjoy the subject matter that we're talking about, the more engrossed I am. Um, And that value, that being engrossed and engaged is what limits distracting thoughts from entering our mind. So, you know, if you're not feeling heard from somebody else, chances are you're also not feeling valued by that person. So there's some shadow there that needs to pop into play. Yeah, yeah. And then the question becomes, why spend any more time engaged with the connection if you don't have to, right? Okay, so anyway. Right. um, Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) But because this is why. Because remember – um, because sometimes you have to engage with these people, right? Like if it's a coworker. Right. Sometimes they're people you work with. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Um, but you have to change your expectations about getting your needs met or have conversations or whatever. But yeah. but the other person, that's not your shadow to heal. It's theirs. That's their shit. So that's why we can't look for value and validation from other people that we just can't get it from. Because what does that do? We then internalize shit that's not ours in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. All right. So I promise I'm moving on from that, but it all, it is all tied together because again, listening is developing your clear audience and you have to understand that, you know, listening is a skill that needs to develop, be developed. Yeah. Um, okay. So everyday practical development of your Claire audience, what does that look like? I mean, it's not about sitting down and doing lighting candles and doing these psychic or intuitive exercises. Um, it's really, really practical, practical. Um, because to master the art of Claire audience, it takes skill in both learning and, or I'm sorry, hearing and listening. Okay. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, because this is the, the, the sort of people, um, we don't really listen to ourselves. We don't trust ourselves. When we have a problem, right, we go over the problem in our heads over and over, but we don't think to ask for, you know, the solution from our guides or our higher self or meditation. Yeah. yeah. How many people actually go inward and listen for the answer? Yeah. It's rare. It's, yeah. Like not many. And it's, and it's not a criticism. It's just that we don't think about that. It's not, a, it's not something we're programmed to do. Right. Uh, especially not like socially or, you know, from being children and stuff. Right. We were not taught that by, you know, our parents or our, you know, childhood caregivers. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, really developing your clear audience, it looks like the practice of asking your intuition questions like, hey, intuition, what is the best way forward with this? You know, and then taking the time to stop to listen to your inner response, because as that further develops and we begin to trust our intuition, we may start to hear, we will start to hear more subtle nuances in the sounds around us. 
Um, we begin to hear with more clarity. We're able to tell if someone is not speaking their truth. Um, along with those, your other clear abilities, like your clear cognizance or your clear um, sentience, um, picks up. Um, we know when somebody's hiding something. Um, we're sensing emotions such as nervousness, fear, excitement, mm-hmm. and then we're also sensing shifts in energy. So these are all tied together. They're just a very practical learning, a very practical life skill, which then also helps you develop your intuitive skills. Mm-hmm. Um, when my Claire audience um, started to deepen, my external hearing became a lot more sensitive. Um, and I began to hear music like we just talked about in a different way. Like I would feel it in my body. Um, I also have a super low tolerance for anything obnoxious, no obnoxious repetition sounds. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the elect- electronic music that they have. <sighs> dun, dun, dun. So, What's it called? Yeah. Uh, tetro, tetro, te- like EDM. Techno, yeah, okay, EDM, techno. It's off. Yeah, like I, I, I know some people like really jam with they it, do? but it's just I just can't. No, I don't. It's so repetitive. It actually puts me to sleep. Right, it <laughs> gives me a stroke. <laughs> Not technically, but yeah. This is how this is how you know we're getting older. <laughs> it's so true. I don't care. One of my friends, <laughs> kids and their music. <laughs> I have a new friend, um, Savannah. She's the human design reader. Uh, my esthetician. She's uh, just a lovely, sweet girl. But um, the other day, she said, um, she said she told her wife. She said, "I met this person and she's really old, but I love her." <laughs> I'm like, okay, she's 25. <laughs> She said I'm really old. It legitimately cracked me up. I cracked up and I'm like, girl, I feel you. <laughs> I don't care. Fucking oh kids God. these days. Oh, shit. Um, okay, let me find out where I left off because I was about to. Um, oh, so um, when I like am reading or writing or doing anything like that, I have to have um, either really super soft music in the background or silence. Okay. What about you? I have to definitely set the the tone for my space. Yeah. And I usually set myself up with like I'll have frappe or something to like get really grounded. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um listening is difficult when the mind is super noisy. Um yeah, it's yeah. just it's hard to concentrate and, and all that stuff. Plus, like like I am that person when I'm driving, um, and I'm trying to find a place, I gotta turn off yes. the music. I'm like, shut up, shut up! I can't, yeah, can't see. Yeah, clearly, I can't. I can't see because I it's too loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Cracks me up. Uh, let's see. Okay, so practical, uh, practical ways to um, increase your um, clear audience. Um, okay. the other thing is meditation and list this, and this is where meditation can help to quiet the chatter and external interference. And I'm not talking about developing a practice, which is super important, but I'm talking about when you're trying to get an answer and you want to use your clear audience, that's when you say, uh, okay, I'm going to set 10, 15, 20 minutes aside and I'm going to meditate. And again, throw on some headphones some binaural beats on YouTube um, and just sit with a pad of paper and a pen and see what comes through. Okay. Okay. So, uh, well, basically um, what I have here is um, um, meditation. Um, It's also 
meditation is great, but it's also soothing to get out in nature. Yes. Um, you know, um, absorb that peace and tranquility. Listen to the birds, listen to the babbling stream or the leaves on the tree as the wind blows through them. That's one of my favorite sounds. Charge yourself up with the energy of the sun, too. Yes. That's huge. Uh, all right. So, again, practical tips, allowing yourself time along with your thoughts and then paying attention to them helps us learn to tune into the um, process of receiving clairaudient events or messages. Yeah. Okay, humans. So I'm going to close this out. Um, so here's the thing. Um, tied back to my little rant um, is that conversations, they can, me- can mechanically be hard for some of us because we have to wait our turn to speak. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part about being a listener, you know? It is. And you know what a good tip is if uh if this is hard for you, a good way to practice is a good way to have a conversation with someone and not get interrupted and not interrupt them is to go hiking. Well, ex- explain, a- Lucy. Yeah, it's a good it's a good way to get to know someone because you're not you're not under the pressure of all this eye contact, hmm. right? And so you're not like staring at the person the whole time because you're just focused on where you're walking and what you're doing. So and because your body is like physically engaged in an activity, that already decreases the level of distractions that you could possibly have. And then it allows you to focus more on just the conversation that you're having with this person. I love that. That is such a good, what a, what a fun, like first date too. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's an easy, easy. Yeah. It's an easy, uh, first date or, okay. So right now I've been, um, I've been on this app to find mom friends, like local mom friends. And like, that's what I would like to do. Like that's if, if we're going to go out for coffee or whatever, I, I would like coffee, I guess that would be fine. But I would prefer to go on a walk or a hike or something. It's just, it makes for easier conversation. It really does. And you're out in nature and you're absorbing the energy of the earth. And, you know, the hardest part, like I said, about being the listener is that you have to wait your turn. But we also have to learn how to recognize cues that someone is done speaking before we can begin. And that's where the awkwardness comes in, especially when you're looking at them. Yeah. 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 Um, All right. So over the years... Here are some tips that I've learned as a reader um, that I've incorporated uh-huh. into my daily life. And honestly, I'm not saying that I'm not and that I am not that I never interrupt or that I'm not good at it either. Listen, I'm that I'm not saying that at all, um, because like I said, it's a learned ability. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes we just do we interrupt people. What are you gonna do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. All right. So um, first off, watch for others to end a sentence or thought, um, as well as check out any nonverbal cues. Um, And if you have trouble with this, a really good way is to ask the person to let them know when they are done so that you can share your thoughts on the topic. Mm -hmm. So if somebody interrupts me and says, I don't mean to interrupt you, but when you're done, please let me know because I have thoughts that I want to share on this. I I wouldn't even think twice about that. I'd be like, well, that's very considerate of you. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. But on the flip side is speakers. Learning to recognize when someone wants to respond or contribute to the conversation is a super valuable skill as well. Yeah, like picking up on cues. Mm-hmm. Like you, I feel like that comes from 
the, your intuition. Like, I feel like my intuition tells me, like, I can see it in this person. Like, they're, they're kind of bursting with something to say or something to add into the exactly. conversation. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Well, and, and then letting them know. You know what I mean? You, you see that they're bursting and then you say, listen, yes. I will finish my point so that you can jump in because I can see that you really are excited about mm-hmm. wanting to participate. Um. You know, it's just it's it's that being aware being aware of the two sided nature of a good conversation, um, and being considerate, and you know, it's a great trait to have as a conversationalist too. Again, we're not we're not always aware of this, but you know, if we're actively trying to, yeah, yeah. Let's see what else here. Um, and I guess then just you know. Um, effective communication it builds relationships a good listener stays focused on what's being said um it helps forge strong and genuine you know friendships helps us understand each other um and then asking questions that will help clarify and make better sense of the information i'm a question asker yeah me too mm-hmm. yeah i'm like wait what what did you or say that again or or what's that mean or something like that yeah all right so basically um when you listen actively, people are more likely to want to spend time with you. And then that's what turns acquaintances into friends. Yes. Okay. But also when you listen actively, um, it really truly is a way for you to, um, develop those clear audience skills in, in listening Mm -hmm. as well. So, so, so practically, if you want to develop those clear audience intuitive abilities, Mm -hmm start by your everyday conversations yep Yep. easy active listening yep so so that's that's uh that's that that's all i have on that um i just thought it was a fun way to um put a put a give people an intuitive development exercise out there it was a fun way for Mm -hmm. me to complain Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) and and a fun way to share um active listening skills that's cool. Yeah, I think another one would be uh, like ask your guides to send you a song. Yes. And then like just be on the lookout for like, you know, the next song or like just tell them. And then by the time when you tell them, set the intention of send me a message about whatever it is you have a question about. And then when you go to turn on your car, put on the radio and then flip to a song and see see what they send you. That one sounds fun. I love that one. I love that one. There was a, a game that we used to play in this group that I was in um, years and years and years ago on Facebook. And it was like called the Intuitive DJ or something. And basically it was like a tarot poll, but they did it on YouTube. Um, and huh. now, I, I mean, I don't even know how they did it. So I couldn't even imagine how, you know, how to replicate that. But I'm telling you, every time, you know, you just say, do you want a song? And then they would send you a song. The person that was doing it, the reader, oh, would send oh. you lyrics. It was awesome and spot that's cool. on. Huh. Yep. That's very cool. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I-, I like messages through songs because I've always been the person that pays attention to the lyrics of a yep. song, um, which is why or sometimes I'm like, are you hearing what this song is saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because a lot of people don't, right? I don't hear, you know, no. cuss words and, you know, um, <laughs> Um, victimization of women and you know in rap I mean I love yeah or like like okay just something as simple as um that song um by Jewel 
the that people used for their wedding. Oh, which one? Uh, what are you talking about? The one that says, um, I was meant for you and oh, you yeah, were meant for you. me. And that's all they hear. That's all right, they but hear. But that song is about a breakup. Yeah, that song is about a breakup. And it's like, why are you just, you're not listening to the whole song. Mm-hmm. No. You know, that that makes, that, that actually makes a good point. So I am a huge, like everything written by Van, and sung by Van Morrison is, it feels like oh, yeah. it was written for me. <laughs> right? I love fucking love van morrison um and every time i hear a new song and like a couple of like the lyrics or um what's it called what's the one that you not the lyrics but the chorus the chorus the chorus and i'm like that hits that hits and then i always look up the lyrics because if the whole song doesn't hit then i'm like no we're not gonna yeah and that's like normally why i didn't ever really care for most pop music because most pop music was just like okay for example like hit me baby one more time like what the fuck is she talking about right what is she being asked to be hit with (laughs) (laughs) i don't like it doesn't make any sense Mm -mm. and that's like most pop music like most pop music is like what are you even fucking talking about katy perry songs katy perry songs like uh, I'm sorry if you like Katy Perry. I'm just I just like I Black just Horse. Don't. Doesn't she sing Black Horse? Yeah, yes, my, yes, she does. And Katie even Perry that song. song. But also, what is what is what are you talking about? Well, you have to read the chorus because the chorus <laughs> is all about being a badass. The chorus is about look, bitch. You, you, I am this unique being, and you are lucky to have me. And if I right, want okay. you, I will get yes. you. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, and that's fine. So that one's that one's okay. But like, <laughs> and like, there's like the the one about the California girls or whatever. Which you know, being a California girl, I'm like, I did not consent for this <laughs> fucking song. <laughs> right? No. Do you also have beef with the Beach Boys? No, they did it. It was fine. <laughs> They're fine. Whatever. <laughs> no, I'm not insulted by that. Even though that one, it's a little misog- it's a little misogynistic. Doesn't really stand up to the test of time. But for the time. You know, I can honor it for the time that it came out, mm-hmm. whatever. It was it was fun. Uh, but yeah. Um, anyway, so that's why most pop music, I'm like, eh, I don't really care for this. It's like, it's kind of uh, heartless. Yeah. Where, you know, there's not much to it. But like, that's why like Taylor Swift, I think is a great, she's, she's a great songwriter. Like her stuff has meaning. And yeah, like I know that people will get annoyed about her writing her about her relationships. But it's like. That's she's writing about things that are relevant to her, like that things that actually what she went through that she relates to, like it comes from the heart. Like, isn't that what you want? Isn't that art? Girl, you Swifties are hardcore too. Like, <laughs> I'm not even a Swifty, but Swifties. I can respect her. Yes. I, I don't consider myself a Swifty, but I can respect her as an artist, as a person, as a creator, sure. a person that creates art. I mean, from that very first song she wrote about Tim McGraw on the Grammy stage when she was like 12, it's like, what? She just was destined for stardom. Okay, mm-hmm. can can I just um talk about the flip of California girls because mm-hmm. growing up in the Midwest, guys in the Midwest are sort of um like they're either bros, like college bros and jocks or they're uh-huh. like country boys, right? Um there's I mean there's one or two, right? There's yeah, there's artsy guys, but they're um I don't know. They're different Midwest than, right? My point is, Uh is that I have completely been transformed into a West Coast guy, girl. (laughs) 
fuckers. Oh my God. And I see one and it's like, I've never had sex before. Right. And I'm just instantly this, you know, cougar because they're all younger than me with their fucking jeans and hats and Patagonia stupid ass jackets and just their plaid and their oh my god they're they either have a bun in their head on their head oh, and it's no. hot as shit with their beard or they have a hat and that hat with a flat bill they're a goddamn bad boy and i just know that they're gonna that's just bad bad news and i <laughs> bad just news. thought no it's like well, well i've been bad news hasn't bothered me before so i don't know what it is and i don't know if it's just recently well it's not recently but it's like been over the last year but oh my god west coast guy west coast guys are just so hot to me i don't even <laughs> it's all the sun they get it's what <laughs> it's all the sun they get yeah, I really think weather weather affects people, right? Like it just changes the way that people look. Obviously, right when they're a little more tan, they got a little more color on their skin. Yep. Um, just overall, like the the endorphins and the serotonin that they enjoy mm -hmm. because of you know being outdoors, sun, all this. Where you go into certain parts of the country, like in the middle, and the skies. Not in Michigan. Michigan has beautiful blue skies, but like Nebraska, for example, where I live, like the the skies are always gray. Like it's so sad. Mm. It's so depressing. So Nebraska. Um, well, definitely. And, and they also have a different mentality too. They're a little bit more liberal. Um, you know, they say words sure. like yeah. rad and dope and you know, all that stuff. And it's just, it's just, they're just, there's a sweetness, uh, just an inherent sweetness, I think, or just kindness or goodness. And I'm not dissing on my Midwest or East coast guys at all. Right. Men are men and I love men. Um, but I'm just saying that there's just something energetically that shifted in me where I am a West coast guy girl. And I never was mm -hmm. before. I'm like, you know, <laughs> the other thing that's interesting to me too, is because I'm older. So, you know, you see a hot guy like earlier today, um, Hollis, Hollis brings all the, the Hollis's milkshake brings all the boys to the yard all the time. So I'm, I'm out walking him and I see these firemen, um, and I'm like, oh my God, why are there four firemen at my door? Like what's happening? Right. They weren't uh -huh. at my door. They were at the complex. And I walk up and I'm like, hi guys, what are you doing here? And they're like, oh, we're just doing this. And I'm like, all right, as long as nothing's burning. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm like, um, you know, oh my God, these, you know, 20, 25, 30 year olds. And I'm like, oh, I'm such a cougar. But here's the thing. My, my point, I was making a point other than just being a and cougar um the 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 30 you know 35 40 45 year old men when they get older and they're into like their 50s and they start to gray and stuff and then they're like yes. age appropriate for me um yes. they're still just as hot just as sort of trendy they're just older which yeah. makes them even yeah. more hot yeah uh i feel that that's so funny that that because i remember being like you know, in my like teens or twenties, and I'm like, "Ew, old guys." Older men are so gross. Yeah, like older Ew. men are so gross. Like, why would you ever? And then, like, as you get older, it's obviously like your 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 taste also evolves. And now I see like a 24 year old, and I'm like, "Oh no, no, you're a child. Right, right. <laughs> you're you're a child." Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
But man, you see like a 47, 48, 52, 53 year old, you know, still hot and fit and still, you know, but they got that gray in their beard and they have that, they have like gray hair and gray a beard, but they have that like youngish 40 ish looking face. Yeah. Yeah. I I cannot handle it. You know what it is, is because I think like when you're younger, I I remember, I, I vividly remember like being a teenager, like 17, 18, and I was so attracted to this like glimmer in, in a guy's eyes. Yes. And it was like a young man's eyes, right? Yes. Where he had this special like, like, I don't know, glimmer. Mm-hmm. That's the only word I can say, like a little shine in his eye that existed because it was like, he was still new. Yes. <laughs> He wasn't yet like tarnished by the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like, I love that. I don't know what it was. Like I just, I really, I was, that was very attractive. And then as I like got older, it's just something, there's something different. There's like, um, there's like the wisdom that someone carries that. It's an energy. Also ages them in a way, but not in a bad way, mm-hmm. like in a good, mm-hmm. like a good, like ripened, like they've been ripened by the world. Yeah, yes. And yeah, and that makes for like people, in- interesting people that you want to spend time with. It does. It's an energy thing. And you know, I'm not, um, I, it's hard because men do age, um, society allows them to age and turn into these silver foxes, right? Whereas women, right. you know, are supposed to stay. I mean, there's a lot more challenges with women. I just saw a picture of, of Meg Ryan and she's got all these fucking fillers in her face. Like Courtney Cox did who's like, like off Mm -hmm. the the fillers now, but women, they inject these fillers into their face and they don't, you know, it's just a little bit, a little bit at a time, but eventually over the course of like a year or so, then they look like, you know, um, they, they have these really super plastic looking faces and they look awful. Or it's just just that women are so like okay that uh, this came up recently it's because women hold more quote unquote hold more value as they are younger yes. and especially in a patriarchal yep. society yep. right they're they're seen as they have this special value because they're younger because they can bear children etc cetera, etc cetera. Yep. and then it's like the older past 35 that you look when you know when you're past quote, unquote, the child, child rearing yep. days yeah exactly past the normal child and i don't say normal i guess no, I, I would know say common child rearing age but it's bullshit because like I'm 36 and if i get pregnant now like it's considered considered a geriatric uh, uh, pregnancy uh, wait, wait, <laughs> yes yes yeah for real that's what it's called that's a literally what it's called and a geriatric pregnancy at 36. <laughs> so, so yeah, so we lose the value of, you know, of ourselves as we get older. So it's like we're constantly having to fight to like look younger, to stay younger. But that's where I feel like now our generations are the ones that are making that change towards like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm going to let my grays grow out. Like all the, the, the women with, with the gray hair movement of just letting their gray hair come out and come I through. love I love it I wish Me that too. I could do it I don't think it would look good with my skin but I want to so bad it it looks so it just and it's so like empowering to be like just owning it mm-hmm. and like fuck you like I don't care you know that I'm not hiding it this Mm-mm. is who I am Mm-mm. um but yeah so I think that we are slowly but surely making changes towards getting rid of that mm-hmm. that idea but there's I mean you're still gonna always have 
pockets of people, mm-hmm. right? Like you're going to see the group at brunch where like everyone's got the fillers oh and everyone's God, yes. fighting to stay 35. It's so, <laughs> and I'm not criticizing these women because they're, 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 they're doing them. It doesn't affect me. And yeah. also, you know what, Judge Judy, yeah. shut the fuck up. But, but it's just like, it's, it's, it's hard to look at sometimes because there's beauty underneath and there's beauty in aging. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that it, if it's something that you decide that you want to do and you like it and it makes you feel better about yourself, then I mean, that's more power right, to that's you. your decision. It's your body. It's your choice. Mm-hmm. It's your, your body. You're, it's, you're the one responsible for it. But if you're doing it because you feel pressure because of your friend group or because the value self person you're with, yeah. Or the person you're with said some dumb shit to you. Like you know, that's, there's some other evaluations you might need to take in that case. But. Can we go back to fucking the term geriatric pregnancy? Because you <laughs> just know it was some dumbass male doctor that that labeled that ICD-9 code in, yeah. for medical terminology. It's like, we're going to uh-huh. call this a geriatric pregnancy. Ger- I'm sure it was not yeah. a woman. Oh, oh, no, never, never. <laughs> it, it's it's funny because I am anti-capitalist. Anti-patriarchal, right? Like, don't be fucking old white men. They got to go. They they need to mm-hmm. fix their shit and stop being dicks, right? Um, yes. But it's hard sometimes because I'm not a man hater at all. <laughs> I love no, men. No. And, um, you know, so even though there's a lot of, I, I don't know, I, I guess I do really. I blame men for a lot of life's, the world's bullshit. I don't yeah. have a problem with men individually or you know sure sure well because you can because you can judge a like a social movement on its own yes right right. which has been like this perpetuation of the patriarchy over centuries now uh versus like an individual man that you meet who is like in tune with his emotions or like doesn't have a problem sharing his frustrations uh, in like a, a different way than maybe like you know just being angry or mm-hmm. whatever um yeah there is this um this tiktok that i i stitched recently and it was a man in his truck um i think he had just like maybe just gotten off of work and he was talking about how his wife had recently had a baby and how it had been so hard they'd been tr- struggling with a lot they haven't been getting a lot of sleep and they got this in this big fight he had this big huge blowout and he was talking to his coworker, like, because his coworker noticed, like, he, he wasn't acting himself. And he's like, hey, what's wrong? Because usually he's much more friendly. He's talkative, open, da, da, da. And uh, his coworkers, you know, asked him, like, kind of poked him a little bit, like, what's what's going on? And he told them, you know, you know, my wife and I, da, 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 we've been having problems. Um, and then he's like, but, you know, I've, I think when, when I get home, uh, we're going to have to just keep talking about it and then his coworker was like well how do you know you're gonna get home and it just made him in that moment make that realization of no one has anything guaranteed your life is not guaranteed you know beyond the next hour or whatever like you never know what could happen so life is too short point being that life is too short to hold a grudge to to act that way with someone that you care deeply about that that's you know your life partner and so he's crying uh in his you know in this video and making you know and 
And, uh, but, but there were so many beautiful parts to that aside from obviously the message that he was like giving us and sharing with us. But the fact that one, that he was able to open himself up to his coworker and that his coworker was able to offer them this beautiful piece of advice. Whereas if you continue on with these patriarchal ideas of like, no, keep all your shit in and don't let anyone know how you're feeling and you have to be strong all the time and all that shit, then you won't ever open yourself up to the possible solutions to other problems that will make you a better spouse, a better person in general. That is such an incredible perspective. And it also touches on another really important podcast topic, which I would love to have like a male empath on to talk about this because men really are, they are just not allowed to express their emotions and process them and be vulnerable and all of these things. And it's like, fuck man, their archetype in this life is as a male, but their Mm -hmm. soul is, there's no gender to their soul. So you know, I just feel like it, when we were talking, you know, like the last podcast about how I'm like, you know, can you come back as a dude? I'm just like, I, I don't want to come back as a dude. There's a lot of pressure on men yeah. emotionally, which is why men are the goddamn problem because they're not allowed to, you know, fully express their emotions. Um, you yeah. know, and if they were, I just don't believe that they're, that we would have half the problems that we do in the world. Um, if it wasn't, you know, like, like, these fuckers that go into the the police academy because and, and then they have a chip on their shoulder and they're racist or they're yeah. misogynistic and then when it comes time to you know give a traffic ticket they pull out a gun and blow somebody away um yeah. you know because yeah. of that so there's there's a lot and, there and these mass shootings that we're seeing oh my god another like, one and unfortunately like they're they're always men. They're always like, men. Yes. There's There's been a couple where it's a man and a woman, mm-hmm. but for the most part, they're always, men. always men. And and let's put like uh, the race aside and, and all that because it's, it's turning out to starting to get a little bit more diverse. A little bit more yep, mixed, there's, so diverse. There's black yeah. men, there's Mexican men or Hispanic. Uh, yes, Latina. it's all over. But, but the one thing they have in common is men and then there's obviously very clearly something going on with them mentally that they're not getting the support yes. for socially. Yes. Socially, medically, like they're not getting the care that they need and this is what they turn to. And I will not be surprised. I'm not trying to like make fucking predictions no. here, but a lot of these men are, are ex-military yep. and the, our, our fucking military has a long history of not taking care of uh, mentally of these men. Nope. Like how do we put them in these situations where they just go off and are able to kill people freely in the name of whatever fucking patriotism or whatever made in the name of freedoms. And then they come back here and they're just supposed to what? Just integrate back into society like a normal fucking that? person? How do you do that? There was – I saw there's a video that's going around um, where this girl um, where she killed two people and she was in the hospital and she's like, but I got to go to school. So you're telling me oh, I can't yeah. go to school? Yeah. And so it's like yeah. – and so everybody's like, this bitch, she needs to fry and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, she is clearly – disassociative like she has completely you know separated herself from um from reality because how could you legitimately i couldn't live with myself you know especially if they were my friends Mm -hmm. but um but these men that are you know they're being sent over to blow people up and i'm sure that there are women and children and they're seeing things you know even the, Mm -hmm. the the cops that charge in 
you know, at this latest shooting, they said they saw a girl that was crouched in the bushes and he put, turned her over and her face was gone. How do yeah. you, yeah. how do you Recover. process that visually? No. And then, then resume to your life. You know, yeah. you no, you, you don't, can't. you don't, you can't, that no. you don't, because we're not supposed to see things like that because things like that, we're not supposed to be killing each other. No, like end, end of fucking end story. Of story. End of story. And that's why the star seeds are so important. And that's why sometimes they get on our nerves because, <laughs> because they they understand and they're like, they're so, woke. yeah, they're so awakened. Yes, and they're yeah. like, what the fuck are y'all doing? So, um, Fee, Fee and I don't have the answers for everybody. Um, but we certainly do like to have lively conversations about shit. That's all. Yeah. And speaking of starseeds, to end on a higher yes. note, Hi, note, there was this really pretty story um, of this girl who's talking about, she's like, I think I just had my inner child healed by this, by this young girl. And she said, she's like, when basically her growing up, she just had no sense of style. And one day um, her mom had finally let her wear makeup. And it was, she was like in middle school. And so she like poorly put on like her, her makeup, whatever, but she tried her best Aww. and she put on her makeup, uh, put on her foundation, powder, mm-hmm. her, her blush, and then some red lipstick. Nice. And she had, she called her her roommate that she lived with. So I don't know if maybe it was like a stepsister or, or I don't know what the situation was. Maybe she was a foster sister. I don't know. Anyway, but she called her her roommate who also went to school with her. And I guess this other girl um, at at some point of the day came, took a towel, licked it or like spit in it or I don't know what she did. And then she rubbed it across her face and wiped all her makeup off on onto her, her face, the girl who was telling the story. And it was just like the most awful thing that, you know, happened to her. And, and fuck? I don't know, man, people are so fucking awful to each other. Anyway, so she's she's standing i think maybe a sephora it might have been and she sees this young girl about that age that she was about maybe about 14 and she's just wearing just the cutest little outfit like just and and her makeup so perfect and it matches like it's all like a thing she's got like she's just so cute and so she goes over to you to her and she's like i just need to tell you that you look you look so nice and i love your style and i wish i'd had a style like you know like you do and she's like oh thank you like I I want to go into fashion and makeup and this is what I want to do and she just lights up she no, just sees this little see? girl like light up yeah that someone recognizes she you know saw this. her light yes yes and um and she and so she asked her so this woman asked her she's like do you have just like one tip for me like anything for me she's like and she kind of stops and she kind of looks at her she's like See, the color you're wearing doesn't really fit your skin tone. She's like, I would dress you in jewel tones. And 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 then her the girl's mom comes over and you can tell she's kind of annoyed. Like she's kind of like, oh, we got kind of places to be or whatever. And she tells her, she's like, um, your daughter is just like so, she, you know, she's so, she's so cute. She's so inspirational. And the mom just kind of brushes it off or whatever. But she said in that moment, she just felt like this little girl just, she'd been seen like she like she saw her in that part of right. her healed her yes. and i was like that that girl is a star yes. seed that's that's what star seeds do that's what star seeds do they recognize the light in others and everybody has that light 
everybody does, but starseeds just have this special gift for recognizing it. You can recognize a starseed. Just look into their eyes and let your gut and you'll hear. That's how I do. I just look at them. I'm an eye person. I have to look into somebody's eyes and then that's what I see, how I see their, um, I don't know, their soul, I guess is what you would say. But then I hear yeah. a word and every time I see a starseed, that's what I hear. Starseed. Mm. Yeah. I love that story. That is amazing. It was sweet. It was sweet. I wish we all could see the light in others. Me too. All right. Well, friends, that means it's time to say goodbye. Mm. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share with on your stories, subscribe, and leave us a review. This helps our podcast grow and bring you these weekly episodes. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Our beautiful friends stay mystical, magical, and uh, you know the drill. Don't let anyone tell you what to do, even when they tell you to shut the fuck up and listen, but you really should if you want to develop your Claire audience. Bye. Bye. Bye.